warning, warning. The show you're about to listen to is made up of opinions of comedians. Those opinions might come across as offensive to you. But if that's the case, it's probably because you're a dick. You might not know you're a dick, but trust us here at the show. We're experts on this, and we know for sure that you're a major fucking dick. So go rent a Friends DVD and watch that, you goofy fuck. We don't want you here anyway. Let's start the show. Scares me when she's driving And that always causes a fight I like to fuck in the morning And I like to fuck at night Sometimes it drives me crazy Oh, those things you do You're a big fat gentile And you're a dirty Jew Hi, I'm Ralphie May, and welcome to the Perfect Ten Podcast. And I'm Lana Turner. Thanks so much for joining us. And we are Imperfectly Yours. At the top of the episode, you got to hear our producer, Danny Lobel, ranting a little bit. He's a comedian. We're all comedians doing this, this show, bringing it to you every week. And we just wanted to let you guys know that while a lot of people out there will apologize for what they have to say and what they do as far as comics go, we will never apologize. We love what we have to say on here. And uh, we love our fans. And you guys get it. But we just wanted to make it really, really clear. Now, with that being said, I'm sorry for what you're about to hear. Yeah, it's kind of... Oh, shit, it's going to be fucked up. I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. But now you want to listen, don't you? No, no. No, they want to listen now. They fucking got to listen now. Okay. They're like, what the fuck do these people say that's going to make them go, they're sorry? Uh Well, just think about it. Whenever somebody apologizes for saying something, they get, like, like completely. Everybody wants to know what they did. Oh, and and they just get skewered by the media. Like, it becomes becomes a bigger, bigger deal because they've said that they're sorry. And now they've done something wrong because they apologize for it. It's like, I'm sorry. And then they go, for what? Uh, Michael Richards. Michael Richards apologized to two black patrons at the Laugh Factory. For what? Well, here's the video. Nigger, 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 nigger. Okay, next channel. Michael Richards from Seinfeld. Nigger, 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 nigger. Okay, it was like three niggers. Okay, but they've blown it out exponentially to something that's way more horrific. All right, if they just like they just let it die, then there's only three niggers out there. Right. Okay, all right. Not this bevy of this bushel load of niggers. Okay, I mean, it's horrible. Wait, if he hadn't admitted fault there would have been like it wouldn't have gone anywhere but he would have just said look i was at the comedy club i was working out some jokes these people started something oh those people these the them people Uh uh-oh 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 we're right back in it i'm sorry i'm so sorry i'm sorry here let me write a check let me write a check people who apologize for having uh you know, having an opinion or being something that they that they are, 
is ridiculous. So we just wanted to make it clear that we will never apologize for anything we do on this show because we love to be crazy on here, don't we, Ralphie? We are crazy on here. We've got our kids cussing, okay? Uh, uh, I don't care. That's awesome, okay? It's great. I'm preparing our children for uh, how the real world is. Now, I respect the fact that my kids curse and they know how to do it properly. Do your kids curse properly? I expect the fuck not. Yeah, so you right. know what? I'm proud of that. And, yeah. And, you know, it's funny. If you can't laugh, then fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. We if don't you care. Take a joke, take a cab. Get the fuck out of here. But how about, know? like, when, you know, when Daniel Tosh does a great joke. Yeah. And be it, like, you know, if you don't it's like a... It's a great rape joke. It's I'm just sorry. a rape. You know, you know, here's the thing. Funny, not funny. It's, you know, he's trying to push the envelope, trying to open people's minds. But he's minds. also working stuff out. Right. And in this day and age of, of the internet and the podcast and blogs and people fucking doing this shit shit it's like you don't have a chance to work anything out because you have no anonymity anymore as a comedian you have to be able to express i mean do you think when when a master painter puts his first stroke onto the into the fucking canvas is it done no it takes multiple layers multiple times different shading you got to experiment you have do you to think try. that the first time somebody rapes they're done raping do you no, think so no they have to rape multiple times raping. to become they're a perfect never done raping. the perfection of rape just takes time just it like takes daniel's over joke and over and over i mean first he might short deck them or like, <laughs> you know get a bendy or something like that or leave a little dna behind that's oh, a huge God, mistake as a rapist snafu in this day and age wait cat no. williams yeah cat williams something? got in trouble did with he the apologize Mexican. though yes oh big mistake big but he was right too he was right 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 on the money so tracy morgan what did he say that he uh, ended that, up... that if he had a if he had a kid that was gay, gay he'd, he'd, he'd kill, kill that faggot kid. like right that. right really really and, and by the way i'm sure there's no parents out there ever that when given the news that their son or daughter is gay or lesbian, they just handle it wonderful. They never say, oh, I ought to kill you, you son of a bitch. Okay, well, I don't know about do that. Again. But they you know what? They do all the time. Listen Tracy to Morgan, gay people. They'll tell you the truth. Isn't he, isn't he always putting babies up in... People, yeah, so man, I'll make you pregnant. Eventually, he'll 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 birth something. Yeah, that's, eventually yeah. there's got to be a gay. So one. I mean, that's how, how can you not made? It's know that he's joking, people. right? I know he's joking. He's not gonna kill his kids. He hasn't killed them yet. He's got like six or seven. He, of he just doesn't want to like lose that thirty rock. He has to apologize because people know, are fucking man. stupid. I think the only reason he got that was because he was promised 30 rocks. Okay, if you know what I'm saying. Okay, that's why he wanted to do that show so bad. Did you hear his... I heard his Howard Stern interview, though, and he's he's like... Married, he's got his lady, he's got a real like. This is his. Ch- got my, I got my life. And he got. I got my life. So yeah. I got my life. It's something like that. But he got the diabetes. What he got? He got the he? sugar. Yeah, he got the sugar. Oh. I was flying next to a fat director, and uh, and we were talking about uh, uh, about uh, about that. How he had the diabetes, and I'm like, God oh. bless him. I didn't know that. Oh, that sucks. You know. So if you're out there, don't uh, whatever you do, don't give him a candy bar. Well, or if you really don't like him. Slip, slip, slip him some chocolate. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's something he could say. I'm sorry about Jesus. Well, you I'm know sorry. that diabetes make you crazy a little bit. If your blood sugar goes all fucked up, you could say crazy shit. You know that that'd have been better than I'm sorry. You see, gonna say I got a medical condition that if if my blood sugar's fucked up, it gives you a perfect. If we out. say something crazy on this podcast, well, I got the sugar. 
Well, no, you don't I really don't. have it. No, I you don't, don't really, really have, have diabetes, and so neither I, do I. And th- I no apologizing, no excuses. We're yeah, just... we're not apologizing for shit. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of people apologizing. We're, we've become this. We've become this nation of expected victims. Okay, that nothing is ever your fault. It's always someone else's. And until they, you know, perform a mea culpa, until they apologize, okay, and take full responsibility for it, then you can. You have the right to be outraged. But you know, as about, soon as what happened as to so- go fuck yourself? Her, how about this? As soon as people seem to apologize in the public spectrum, they get slayed. Yeah. It's not the other way around. They don't apologize and people go, we forgive you. It's okay. It's like, it just becomes a snowball of, oh, they apologize. They admit it wrong. They must really be an asshole now. Yeah, they must really be an asshole. Yeah, there's no, uh, there's no, like, like, if you apologize, there's no reprieve, okay? I ain't seen Michael Richards back on stage, okay? I ain't well, seen a lot of people back on stage, you know? I mean, you know, when, when is, I don't know, man. I, I saw the funniest fucking thing the other day. I saw a, uh, the, I was in, uh, I was in Cleve, no, Boston, okay, I'd stand at the beautiful Weston Hotel, coffee place, uh, and my, my buddy, uh, Mike Jorgensen's the GM, he got me a nice suite, it's awesome, all right, and I'm flipping through the porn, okay, and they have, they have, you know, they have creepy old woman porn, and then the cheerleader porn, babysitter porn, and then like, you know, this, uh, then there's like lesbian porn, okay, which I, I don't get, it's just lesbian naked women and then and then there was a gay porn okay that said tosh point hole okay <laughs> all right and it was it was it was a gay porn okay and it said he's not gay but he loves cock all right and that was that was the underneath that i thought that was the fucking funniest thing okay see those people might have been outraged by the rape comment but they did something about it instead of bitching <laughs> about it they got guys fucking and imitating daniel tosh taking it in the ass repeatedly was it supposed to was it just to play on his name, or was it? It was a, a Tosh Point hole. Did you watch the porn? No, I never watched the porn. So how do you Jesus. know it? How do you I know I just what saw the fucking thing. Okay, they had they had guys starring as Daniel or as Tosh. As Tosh. Are there okay. the guy that looked like him a little bit? It did look like him a little bit, and he was wearing a sweater hoodie, which I thought was fucking hilarious, and a V-neck and a V-neck uh, shirt. Okay, it's a super tight shirt, and then they had some fucking guy that was like way in shape i mean like like even more than gay shape and that's who was doing that that who presumably was going to pound the hell out of time well you know i have to say if if i was daniel i'd be happy that at least if i have a porn that i'm getting banged by like a really hot guy you know man in some level that's a compliment to daniel i didn't watch it all right because it's creepy to me all right. I, I mean, like, what if you get a boner and you're watching gay porn? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know? <laughs> That's why I don't like watching like like threesomes and stuff like that. Because like, what if the dudes are like the the DP, the double penetration? Uh-huh. You know, where where they're they're basically rubbing dicks, okay, but they're inside a girl, okay, and they're just like that. But like, what if they touch balls and stuff, and I drop fucking a load well they're touching balls uh, uh. you look up at the wrong moment and that's what yeah, happens and you're scarred cre- for life out. Cre- yeah i can't do it i won't do it i uh, no way hmm. creepy 
That, that just, that just uh, gross. We, and it's not that it's not that I, I I hate gay people. We love gay people. Okay? Right, right, right. But I mean, right, you don't want to. But, but it's also I love puppies. I'm not going to masturbate when thinking about one. That's yeah, weird. exactly. Right. Thank you. For yeah, I making, get it. Making me not sound creepy. No, no, no. Dick. I get it. Thank I love you. lots of things. I love flowers and kittens and babies yeah, and puppies. Yeah, but right. I'm not going to like. <laughs> 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 I get it. I love how you just masturbate with with a with a with a power tool. Okay, <laughs> it sounds like a Kawasaki dirt bike. <laughs> <laughs> Man, okay, masturbate with me, okay? Use use my use my penis to masturbate with. Well, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, that's how we made right. babies. Hello, I know, I know. Waka that's waka. all right. That's, that's how it's done. That's love. Well, I know a group of people Exciting who don't apologize for their beliefs. They are wholeheartedly out there in the public, believing something and being public about it, and they're not apologizing and they're doing it. Despite what other people might think is true or not true, not Scientologists, but guys that go to paranormal no, it's, it's not conventions. not as crazy as Scientology. No, it's no, just no. aliens and Sasquatch and exactly, ghosts. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, when that's we were in Louisville, not as crazy as Scientology. When we were in Louisville, where, where, where Kentucky, did you meet them? You just go to like one of these sides, like uh, no, like, no. There was a conference when we were in Louisville. A conf- they have a convention. Yes. Shit! Where was I? What was I doing? You were passed out sleeping before oh, the show. Oh my fucking Christ! I know. I'm so tired. It's God. okay. It's I'm okay. It's okay. I brought the audio. Here, check this out. Ooh, good. The Perfect Ten Podcast is proud to present Lana goes to the Mid-South Paranormal Convention. Keith, it's so great to meet you. Tell me, where are we? You were at the 2012 Mid-South Paranormal Convention in Louisville, Kentucky. And this is where you can come to see anything about ghosts, ghost hunters, uh, cryptozoology, UFOs, you name it. Witches, zombies, goblins, everything's here. Standing next to you, to the right of you, is the last Houdini. Wait, oh, this guy? Are you the last two days? You were going to disappear on us. What's What's your first name since you're Houdini? What? Aaron. Aaron Houdini. Aaron Houdini. Nice to meet yep. you. Nice to meet you. So you're the last Houdini? The last, the last one. Yeah. Yep. Really? I have a little... Did uh, all the others disappear? Well, nobody else with the last name. I have one, I have a son now. Oh. And so there's two of us with the last name. He's four months old, so it'll be a little while. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, handcuffs for him. Yep. Already have his first pair of handcuffs. Oh, my gosh. So wait, how many generations is it from Houdini Houdini? Five. Five generations. Yeah, five. Very few, very famous people sustained five generations. Everybody knows Houdini. Yep. They do, yeah. You think of magic or escapes, the name always comes up, so... You know, he's been dead 80 years, 85 years, still the uh, still the most talked about magician. Yeah, he's amazing. So are you going to disappear? Is that In about 20 minutes, I'm going to do an act, and uh, I'm going to do a demonstration. And, uh, there you go. They're announcing you right yep. now. Yay, Aaron Houdini. So after I do that, and then tomorrow I'm going to do a um, an endurance stunt where I go without air for five hours. Your son, is he already showing signs of we'll, it? We'll find out. How, what's it like playing hide-and-go-seek with your four-year-old? Uh, 
um, he's he's hard to find. <laughs> so it's it's Jody Cook. Yes. Jody Cook, it's so nice to meet you. Nice meeting you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What's going on over here? Uh, I'm a cryptozoologist. Um, I've written several books on Bigfoot. Well, you know, Did like you have you an said, experience. I, I, like, have you seen a big? Like, have you seen Bigfoot? Or you've researched people who've claimed to have seen no, Bigfoot. I, I've actually seen them. Wow. Um, I was in the army at the time. I had three other guys that were with me, and when we were out in the field, we seen them. We were about 15 feet away from them. What did you do? Where were you stationed when you saw this? Um, I was up at Camp Grayling, Michigan, at the time. Uh, we were up there on a training mission. Wow. And stuff. So uh, we were um, coming from one, you know, from point A to point B. We went off road. We went, you know, we weren't supposed to go off road, but we needed to get where we were going. The tree line was getting too heavy, so we decided to back the vehicle up and go back on the road to get down. And then we did. That's when it moved. I mean, he blended in with the, you know, environment so well. And um, I mean, the detail of it was very human face. You know, like a reddish black eye. You know, his eyes were um, high satural crust on his head. You know, a flat nose. Um, you know, massive jaw long arms, long fingers, long legs, you know, um, I mean, it was just, it was just massive. I mean, I, I mean, I looked him directly in the eyes. How far were you away from him? I'm I'm estimating maybe 15 feet. Not far at all. No, not far at all. And the other guys in your crew, like you were in a truck, so other people saw him. You all had the shared experience. Yeah, we all saw him. Were you freaking out? No, we were more in awe with it. I mean, uh, well, one of the guys was actually freaking out when he saw it. But, I mean, the rest of us were just more in awe, like, you know, what what is this? I mean, it's just our mind wasn't comprehending at the time what it was that we were seeing. Did it run away or were you guys? No, he walked walked off and and was looking at us as he was walking off. Just stuff. like you see in the videos where it's like that blurry walking away yeah, type thing. But, you know, he walked a little bit different than what was in a Patterson film and stuff. But, I mean, you know, he he walked similar. I mean, because he did end up turning most of his body in order to keep looking at us. Because yeah. he kept keeping his eye on us as he was moving off. This is Shannon Sylvia from Ghost Hunters International. Thank awesome. you, Keith. So nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. How did you get into this field and what was I inspired you? <laughs> it's a little crazy. I mean, one thing led to another. I grew up in a, a very haunted house in Massachusetts. I do live in New England. I still live there to this day. And um, always wanted to, my dream, you know, my friends wanted to be school teachers and vets. I wanted to be a parapsychologist. And the older I got, the more I realized I can't just go to college to be a parapsychologist. It's not going to happen. Um, so I went to school for art. And lo and behold, um, I moved out of the haunted house that I grew up in, moved into a historical building. It used to be a schoolhouse in the 1800s. That ha- that schoolhouse is very haunted. So I said, all right. I called in a ghost hunting team. It happened to be a TAPS team. They investigated my home, and I joined the team a year later. And from there, it turned into me being on a TV show, and I've been very actively involved in the paranormal ever since. That's amazing. Thank you. So it's like you knew at an early age, like the ghost told you. I, <laughs> yeah, maybe. I always often wonder myself. Um, it, being in the field, um, I had a lot of questions that I needed to answer. People think you're crazy when you tell them. Yes. That, so what do you, I mean, how do you respond when, I mean, you've developed your whole life to this. Yeah. And people think, I mean, I'm assuming you run into that a lot, right? What is your experience? Not so much these days. I tell people, I didn't ask to live in a haunted house. You can ask all the other 12 tenants in that house in the building I live in if they have problems, and every 12 of them will 
say yes, they do. It's not just me. What kind of problems did you have? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> uh, we had a package of hot dogs go missing right in midair in front of our faces. What we do you mean, like banging. the hot dogs just oh, yeah. disappeared? Like crazy story, them? crazy story. <laughs> Gone, right in front of our face. Um, I've had outfits dematerialized, never saw the clothing again. Uh, we, we hear knocks, we'll see apparitions, we'll hear voices, we can hear footsteps coming down the spiral staircase. Um, usually between 8.30 and 9 a.m. It's been a few years since I've heard those. Um, we've had big giant boxes moved in front of our door. We've had our deadlock locked. We've had light bulbs and screwed multiple times. Um, you name it. Um, things have passed in front of us while we're watching TV. Our dogs have been... Rec- I've videotaped my dogs growling at things for minutes on end. And it's never ending. They'll just sit there and growl. And then a minute later, they snap out of it and just watch TV. I mean, you name it. We've had it all. We've had disembodied voices quite a bit. A lot of our company that spends the night, I think nine out of ten people have said they either saw something, felt something, or heard something. What does a disembodied voice sound like? You, uh, you know what? It's really tough to tell. Sometimes they sound like my husband and I mimicking each other. So when I'm not home, my husband thinks I'm talking to him and he doesn't realize I'm not home. Or I've already left and he thinks I'm still home. I've heard my husband talking to me when he wasn't home. I've heard my husband talking to me when he was on another floor. My husband's been in the shower, heard me talking to him in the bathroom when I was on another floor. And sometimes you hear a woman. Um, sometimes you'll smell perfume and then hear a woman all of a sudden talking. It, the disembodied voice can be anything. It can be the voice of school children we've heard because it used to be an old school. And the building that I live in from the 1800s was the town's first fire station before it was a school. There's a huge history there. So there have been tenants in the building that have seen firemen as well. Wow. Yeah, pretty neat. Pretty neat. <laughs> That's really neat. All right, so describe for me what you see or feel when you're doing someone's reading. Well, what I, what I normally do is I, I sense an energy, and I always know if it's male or female right away. There's something that they're trying to accomplish before they can move, you know, and continue their journey forward. So if I have my grandfather, like, hanging on my shoulder, is he trying to accomplish something by being there? No, he's trying to help you. Help me? Yeah, so accomplish. A lot of times spirits, when they cross over, like my spirit guide is a spirit that I never knew, but I knew before I came here that we agreed that he was going to come here and be my guide and make sure that I always had somebody on the other side protecting me and watching out. So when I did this, um, and, I, and I never knew him before, but a lot of people have relatives that do that, that come to him because... They don't have that. They don't have the ability. They haven't made that agreement in this life. And that's what your grandpa's doing. It's of his choice. Hmm. So is he like my husband? <laughs> no. not. I'm, well, I mean, if he's a protector, I mean, if your husband beats people up, yeah, maybe he'll block spirits from you. And, no, and does my uh, grandfather like my husband? Oh, like your husband. <laughs> yeah, he does like you. Yeah, he likes your husband. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised either way if he liked him or not. Like, no. no, he said he does. <laughs> he likes him. He, yeah. caused, he caused some problems in the family when Ralphie first came into our family. So I don't know how he felt about all that. I'd be interested to know. Well, he sees things progressing. He sees what's happened since. Mm-hmm. So that's what's different for him. Hmm. Interesting. And, and when you pass, you get, you get the cool thing about when you pass is you get all the knowledge back. You get everything that you've ever forgotten. It all comes to you. And you can see things so clearly when you cross. That's the cool thing. So if every, everybody sort of has somebody there filling their mm-hmm. void kind of with them all the time, how do you, like, 
masturbate in front of your spirit? Like, do they leave or do they oh, yeah, just they leave. hang they out? They don't care to see that. Really? <laughs> yeah, watch it. They've seen it enough. They got plenty to do without that. I mean, <laughs> That's I'm, pretty gross. So, where do they go? I mean, is there like a place where they go hang out and like until you're finished? And they, how do they know when you're finished jerking? And they, they just... go down to the bar and they come back and <laughs> so they go to play spirit golf with and, and like I don't let you handle with Bob your Hope and you know and Johnny Cash and. <laughs> And Elvis. Oh, Aaron wants a spirit, to know. A, 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 spirit, a spirit doesn't masturbate. That's why they come back, and that's why you have different lives, so you can do it again. Come back again. <laughs> are there voyeur spirits that come just when people are fucking to watch them? That would be... I, I don't know. I've never encountered them. So, I mean, they're <laughs> supposed to be... They say they're succubus and incubus. <laughs> Yeah, and incubus spirits, yeah. Have you ever been making love to a woman and seen her spirit, like, friend hanging out? No. No? No. No, they they give you your private time. <laughs> so you've never been getting a BJ and looked down and saw you and seen a woman? <laughs> no, never have. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think this has been the best interview all day. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. No problem. Anytime. The last Houdini. Why would you ever get into that line of work? I know you can't ever measure up to the original Houdini. Yeah, you can't measure up to the original Houdini. All right? (laughs) You know, it's like, it's so funny. It's like, all right, all right, all right. You're going to go and do uh, something that uh, your great, was it great, great grandfather? Some fucking whatever. Oh, yeah. I'm probably more related to Houdini than that bastard. Okay. All right. He's a real Houdini. I make sandwiches disappear. All right. I, I, I do. I do. I'm good at it too. Ta-da. All right. Um, yeah. Okay. Why would you ever get into that? Because Houdini died from an escape that he couldn't escape from. Right. All right. It's like, why the fuck Take would you want to keep on doing that? I have to say, uh, though, the last Houdini guy, great, great magician. Like he was really, really good. Oh, at what really? He did. Yes, he was. He. I, I, he was really good at what he did. I mean, it was kind of some of the some of the stuff I saw him do is a little bit silly, but he yeah. he was as far as magic goes. I mean, if you carry the name Houdini, you better not be a fucking like shitty magician. You better yeah, be able right. to pull it together. Yeah, right. You can't pick a card. Yeah. You can't be that guy. Okay. Yeah. No, he was good. He was good. Uh, where's the ball? Where's the ball? <laughs> okay, you can't do that. Uh, <laughs> you gotta have handcuffs and shit like that. Okay. You know. Yeah. yeah you know. Was, but you gotta. But you also have to have secret places for keys and shit. You know. You gotta have. You gotta be able to to fart and produce like three different handcuff keys. All right. You know? <laughs> all right, so you can get out of all those handcuffs. So, and, and there's the uh, the the straight jacket. Does anybody use a straight jacket anymore without the escape of using a straight jacket? You mean, do I they mean, put people in them? Yeah, probably. I don't. Know. I don't think so. I don't think. Probably so. some other form of. Yeah, doing that. I don't think straight jackets are used anymore except for to get out of a straight jacket. I think that's all they're made for now. I wouldn't know. I'm, I'm just telling you, they don't make them. Okay. How, about, how about Bigfoot, though? Okay, so I have this theory now that Bigfoot <laughs> is just like this really cool, like, NBA player kind of guy. Like, he's a hairy <laughs> guy that's just really tall, and he hangs NBA out in the woods, player. and he sees you, and he's like, kind of looks, because they always look back, nod, 
kind of like, like peace, and then yeah, kind of right? quietly like, walk like, away. Like if, if Bigfoot just gave you the peace sign. Yeah. Peace. I'm out, son. And then they All just right? turn around and like, and then they always kind of look back, give you one more like, check yeah, you later, and then they just keep walking. I'm, 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 I'm bolting. That, that's. And they never what? run away. They just kind of walk off. They into just the walk woods. off. And then somehow they just uh, nobody ever sees them again. Yeah, really yeah, strange. yeah. But you know what's really crazy is that they're always fuzzy. You know, I mean, not they're hairy, but I mean they're always the in every pictures. Yeah, they're fuzzy. with all that autofocus nowadays. But what if they're just naturally a fuzzy fucking animal? Like, like it's blurry. Like, yeah, yeah. You know how like Pigpen had all these dirt and hair and bugs flying around him at all times so it just became a blur well, what if it's right? predator Ooh, shit what if it's predator that'd be awesome what if they're just dropped here and we have to hunt them down okay <laughs> or they're hunting us oh maybe or maybe they're hunting aliens and we just don't know what's all going know, on I know. Like... but you know i kind of actually believe in the bigfoot thing that there could be bigfoot out there really you believe that? well i think well we find species all the time you know we found um an ape in uh 2008 in in zaire okay we found um, a monkey in uh, Central America. We're just in the Northwest right now, and I think that there could be uh, a, a, a great ape, okay? I, of course I do, all right? Do I think that it would walk upright like that? No, because to walk upright like that, you would have to eat amazing amounts of protein, all right? You would have to not, you couldn't be a uh, omni, I mean, you couldn't be an herbivore and be that big, okay, without being noticed, okay? You'd have to be the herding mentality, you'd be Hunted by wolves, uh, mountain lions, okay, bears, okay, would eat you, okay, there would be some type of like that. So you have to have a higher brain from scale. So to have a higher brain scale, you have to eat protein, which means they would have to eat elk all the time or deer all the time, all right? And there's no there's no, there's no evidence of it. And you know? they get I mean, that close to the edge of the forest. Don't you think you just walk out and go to a Denny's? Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, I mean, as soon as that motherfucker smelled a grand slam with like a, a short stack of flapjacks, he'd be like, fuck an elk. All right. I'm going to rock in this bitch. Okay. Give me a shit. I'm going in as a hippie from Portland. All right. I'm going, <laughs> I smell like hippies from Portland. I got the stink on me. I got the funk. Okay. I got some big ass feet. Okay. Maybe, maybe I could, I could, I'm telling you, I could rock this shit. I could do this. Okay. All right. And he would go in there and get him a grand slam or a moons over my hammy or something like that. Right. That was a good as shit, man. <laughs> good as shit. You Jews, y'all, y'all missing out on that hand. Jack, that is what's up. Get in my mouth. So if you if you're willing to accept um, the possibility of a Bigfoot, what about the ghost hunter? No, no. You no, and you say no to, to the possibility of ghosts. I don't know, man. I, I you know we've had we've yeah. had we've had one experience in okay, New Orleans in New Orleans right. that was creepy and undefinable, and that. You know, sometimes I guess you know if you remove all everything else that it could be, then it then it then it might be what's left. Over. Well, what could it? Okay, so we were staying in a place in New Orleans. It was in the attic of a. It was a, the Charles de Gaulle house. Okay. And, yeah. And, and, and there was, was no windows because we were in the attic. It was beautiful. It was just it was, it was little it was a little bed and breakfast. So they just used the upstairs uh-huh. attic as an extra space for rooms. Right. And our room had no windows. There was only a vent in the floor and a one door access in. Right. And we heard a man's voice inside our room, and he was rolling 
rolling a, like what sounded like a steel ball across the floor. Yeah. And uh, it was in our room. And, and, and don't forget the the place that the the area in our room that was like a column. Uh, of when like there's an two, odor in there that would come foot, and go, like like a twelve foot column of of air that was cold. at least twenty five degrees colder than everywhere else in the room, but it wasn't blowing; it was just cold and there. Right. Okay. It's very and, strange. And in that in that column, you stuck your nose in that column. It smelled like B.O. Yeah, it was but, very But strange. you just go outside of it, and you wouldn't smell it. All but right? not only that, but the sound of the metal ball rolling across the floor when we talk, when we figured it out later that, that those were probably slave quarters up there in the attic of this know, old, beautiful house. And that's probably chains and then, and being the dragged across night, the floor. And the next night, I was throwing you under the bus. I was like, I'm not even picking up my cotton underwear, okay? <laughs> uh, she She's a Jew. She loves cotton everything, okay? They, uh, and I but the, oh, the second night, oh, Lord, 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 so funny. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But we heard it the second night too. We heard it both nights when we were in that room. Yeah, I know. And it was a man's voice. And so you're gonna say? And that there was no nobody way? else staying there oh, except nobody. for except for your friend. Uh, what's her Nicola. name? Nicola. Nicola, yeah, yeah, from England. She wasn't in the same room. Uh, yeah, she was in she a different was, room. She was in a different so, room. So you still don't think that the ghost? Lord, 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 <laughs> Lord, Lord, Lord. I remember, I remember telling the ghost. We can leave tonight. Tomorrow night we'll camp by the river. Oh Lord, 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 Lord. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Cotton underwear. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't even pick up my own cotton underwear. <laughs> I was scared. I was southern, you know. So that's that southern fright about about the ghostesses and everything. You know, we we get all worked up about that. But and my my logical brain says no. There's not, but but I gotta say, there was a lot of very strange things that it went on in, in that weekend in New Orleans, and it wasn't because we were wasted, it wasn't because we were drunk. Okay, yeah. I brought some weed, but I mean, it wasn't crazy. It was it. a weird place. So what about the spiritual energy? What about the energy that's like that guy who says that you have your own spiritual energy that kind of stays with you at all times, or like a, a, a former relative, yeah, spirit guide. Oh, that, that guy's full of shit. That guy's full. What you about have an orphans? angel on your shoulder? <laughs> I got two Mexican ones. No. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't believe that. Come on, man. Really? All right. You, you know, I, mean, you know, I mean, the population of the earth has quadrupled in the past 150 years. Okay. All right. Do you know how many fucking spiritual guides, like each, each spiritual guide would have to have like six people under its spirit guide? Okay, all right, and those are only the nice ones, all right, all right, so you have to, there's no fucking way, come on, that's just bullshit, all right, you know, but it's like, it's like, oh, if your spirit guide's with you all the time, oh, you know, what if you're, what if you're jerking off and dropping a deuce, you Well, know? The, what did you think about his answer for that, your, oh, your spirit just, it just goes away, it just goes, hangs out and plays golf with Bob Hope or whatever, what, <laughs> what, is, did you just say that, like, you can't control that, no, the spirit don't want to see that, man, they don't want to see that, they leave, I I think he just doesn't want to freak people out, man. I think that's hilarious, though. Like, what, what are you, what are you he's going golf? Okay, well, you're getting a hole in one. He's the spirit's trying to get a hole in one, too. And <laughs> where, where, I, if I get a spirit, I want, I want a black spirit guide, okay? I either want uh, Michael Clark Duncan, all right, or Biggie. 
Okay, <laughs> all right. Those are those are my two that I want. I want intimidation of spirit guys. All right, and those are the two I pick. All right, I think they'd be fucking awesome. Okay, all right. You know, <laughs> Biggie would probably would not be the best influence on me. Say he probably wouldn't guide you very well, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, Ralphie, why don't you go eat that pizza? Let's go eat some pizza, <laughs> Ralphie. Come on, man. Come on. Let's go get some cornbread, some ribs or something. <laughs> I know you like some ribs. And I be going, God damn, Biggie, you're right. I do love ribs. You know what the best right, part be about like, God damn, I'm feeling you, Biggie. I'm feeling you. Yeah, man, we used to get ribs. We used to dream about ribs when I was selling weed and crack, you know, in the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. Uh, and you know he'd be talking to me in rap lyrics and be like what this is fucking amazing you know what the best part is is that he would always be with you he wouldn't leave you when you're fucking him because he no. wouldn't be allowed on the golf course in the sky <laughs> <laughs> well, no they, they black, don't allow black spirit no guys black on, spirits the, on, the, on golf the golf course, course. <laughs> <laughs> no woman spirits either if it was right. the masters and right. I don't know who would be my spirit guide he said my grandfather that's what he oh, said that's sort of you, got, you got short change on I that I know one. that was kind you of Lame, you, got, right? you got a old Jew to be your spirit guide. I love my it grandpa, just makes you but cheap. I know it just makes you cheaper though. Yeah, hey, I love Michael Clark Duncan. I got all his work. I love him, man. He's awesome. All right, and he's already a, he's played a magical uh, black guy before. I'm just saying. All right, he just passed away, and the best way to honor him is to uh, wish him to be my spirit guide. Like if I could have a wish, all right, right now, okay, besides the lottery and health and world peace and shit, all right, I want Michael Clark Duncan to be my spirit guide, and I can see Michael Clark Duncan. That's awesome. He's a cool dude. And, and, I flew with him one time. He was a cool guy. And he would not mind you getting a blowjob. Fuck no. He'd and he like, was that all the blowjob you can get? Oh, look at you. It looked like a dick, but smaller. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you know, I was like, hey, my God, that's a medium dick. Okay, whatever you say. Come on, man. That looked like my dick is eight. Come on, man. Come on, man. Well, he probably would really like this next segment because it's another slut story. I love the slut stories. Well, this week's slut story was brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to AdamandEve.com for a limited time, and you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual we can't mention it on the podcast. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type PERFECT10 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code PERFECT10 at adamandeve.com. And now, here's a slut story. Take a listen. She's not the star of a porn. She's the girl next door. She's got a bag of dick tricks. You didn't know she's a whore. She's got real slut stories. Oh, gosh, I feel so ashamed. This was just recent. I got a new phone because I lost mine in New York. And... Uh, and someone was texting. You know when people text you and then they say, you have to say, I don't know who this is, and then they get all offended? So I just started playing the I'm going to guess who this is game. 
And I had dated a musician a couple years ago, but I also have a gay friend who is a musician who calls me babe all the time. I was like, okay, I'm going to figure out who this is. He's like, babe, how have you been? And I was like, good. What inspired you to text me? Like, <laughs> like who is this? Uh, so I said, I've had a bad day. I'm actually going to go to the den and have a drink if you want to meet me. And he's like, I can be there in a half an hour. I was like, I'm going to be there in three minutes. I'll see you when you get there. It was one of those days where you're like, I just got to go. So I'm thinking I'm meeting my gay friend, Jordan. So I get sassy dressed up, like slutted up, fake eyelashes, big green, just eye, eye makeup, the see-through shirt, hot bra, paint, like slut. Then I get there and my someone that I had sort of been sleeping with was sitting at an outside table next to a girl. And I was like, oh, shit, he's on a date. Like, I don't, I don't want to be seen. I'm drinking this drink by myself for the next 20 minutes. Oh, crap. So I'm, like, trying to hide. And then I, when I turn around and I'm like, where are you? Please get here. And he's like, I'll be there in four minutes. I'm walking. I'm almost walking up. I turn around and I see, and it's the guy that I used to date. Not my gay friend, Jordan, who had been texting me, walks down the, the stairs. I was like, oh, I guessed wrong. <laughs> this is the wrong, wrong person. And uh, I can't, it was horrible. And then he's like, let's go sit outside. Do you want another drink? I was like, yes, I want another drink. Let's stay inside. Let's stay inside. I don't want to go outside. Outside sucks. He's like, no, it's it's really hot in here. We have to go outside. So I finally go, we go to the back of the bar, and I'm sitting there trying to be quiet and not be seen, but my hair is bright blonde, so it's really challenging to not be noticed. And the guy that I was sleeping with kept turning around, and I could see him staring at me. So I was like doing this and I was like, uh-huh, I'm going to be the most interested in this conversation I've ever been in right here. <laughs> Lock eyes, you and me. So finally he comes up, taps me on the shoulder and says, uh, hey, uh, what's, what's going on? I was like, oh, hi, my friend. How are you? And this is my other friend. You guys should meet. He takes off. I give him some lame excuses to who he was. Then he starts texting me from the bathroom. You look great. Let's let's hang out. I was like, oh, well, I'm kind of on a date. I'm on my third martini at this point because I'm so uncomfortable by the whole situation. I was like, let's just leave, right? Let's just go. So I take him back to my bunk bed. <laughs> I live in a bunk bed. Uh, so we we have sex. I do everything that I can. I put on my robe. I start walking him to the door. Uh, I start yawning. I'm like, okay, well, uh, I have an early morning, so you got to leave. Uh, so, uh, if you could go, that'd be great, uh, right now. So, uh, I walked him out to the front and then, um, I got a text message that the other guy was in the, in my parking space in the back. I was like, okay, uh, I will be right down. He's like, do you want to just stay here? And I said, no, let's, let's go to your place. Just give me like five, 10 minutes. I'll be right down. Uh, took a very quick French made shower in the sink and uh, put my clothes back on and went out, put a ponytail in. I was like, oh, it's hot, ponytail time. I'm going to change up the hair. So I went to the other guy's house and had sex with him. But it was a lot better because 
much larger package that are stacked. It's a good thing it went in that order, right? I know. Smaller to bigger, I guess, I it would yeah. be the smart. And so you were saying that one guy was leaving out the front door and another guy was coming in the back, so to speak. He was in the, yes, definitely in the back and not, I, no, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was an awesome slut story. So I would imagine our male listeners wants to know, um, did the second guy go down on you? No, 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 because this is how you control it. You give him a blowjob first, and then you just sit on it. And so then he doesn't, he's not going to want to once he's inside you. He's not going to be like, oh, I was in there, so I'd love to taste myself. No, so then that's how you control that situation in case anybody wants to try it. <laughs> um, very wise words from a very wise whore. <laughs> Experience. Self-described whore, right? Yes. Cool to say. Okay. Yes. Real slut stories. Oh gosh, I feel so ashamed. Man, that's it. What a whore! Uh, I love her. Uh, she was great. Uh, you know, she uh, gets fucked and then she uh, uh, she uh, washes that jizz out. All right, and then uh, and shapes the giant back up. You know, spruces it up. Okay, you know. And, uh, and then and then puts on her clothes back on. Doesn't even get new clothes. She puts. On she not, I think she had her bathrobe on. I don't oh, even think she got out of the robe. I think she just spritzed some water on her hoo ha and then went right back out at it. Wow. Right. She was still in her I mean, apartment. She was a juggalo. She could just you know just put a thumb over some fago and. <laughs> You know, do the old Fago do she do? Uh, who, you know, the thing is, is that you, she, if she just, you know, did a quick shower and she's not shaved, all right, her, her pussy hair would be all wet, but you don't get wet at the top of your pussy hair, but you'd have to wash it, right? You lost me on that one, but I'm thinking okay, I mean, about the smell of condoms. Like, if she used a condom, there's like oh, a strong yeah, there's odor a, oh, off of the condom. Latex? And the, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, and the, and the sperm, that. the jelly that they, yeah. yeah. The spermicide. Yeah, yeah that would yeah. smell, so you'd have to know that somebody had been in there using it, like, yeah. right? But at that point, you're probably thinking, fuck it, I don't care. I'm in it, I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. You know, I, I'm, I'm balls deep, you know, fuck it. It don't feel like AIDS. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> AIDS couldn't feel this good. AIDS couldn't feel like this. AIDS feels bad. She, <laughs> she's kind of chunky, all right? You know, they, AIDS make you skinny, especially these women. They make them skinny, skinny. <laughs> all right, Rafi. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, we leave you with a wonderful new band that we have just found and we know that you're going to love. So... Live from the Mercy Lounge in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. Sebado. Sebado.
get the idea. Subscribe. Visit our page on iTunes. Leave us plenty of comments and a high rating. Check out our website at perfect10pod.com. We'll see you next week. Suckers.